Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Um, Gosh, I don't even know what thing I want to talk about first. Okay, so last week... I asked you guys to submit to me opening lines that I could say at the start of every podcast. Because after almost two years of doing this, it's still so hard to get the first sentence out of your mouth when you sit down in front of a microphone. Really thought it would be easier by now, but it's not. So I'm like, maybe if I had a tagline, it would be easier. So you guys submitted them to me and there were some good ones. There were some good ones. There were there were some that need some workshopping, um, but there were a lot of good ones. Most of them, like the vast majority, said that I should open podca- open episodes by like calling you guys baddies, like call you guys that. And I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't feel natural for me to say the word baddie. Like I just don't, I don't like saying it. One time last year, I was trying to figure out how to do my makeup because I don't really know how. And I went to Pinterest and I looked up baddie makeup. And it still haunts me to this day. Like the fact that I typed the word baddie unironically. And I don't know, I just, I just don't feel like I'm on that level yet that I can, can say it. But maybe one day, maybe one day. And I like that you guys call yourselves that. I just don't know why I, I, it doesn't feel natural. When I had Patreon, I was calling people patties, like short for Patreon. (laughs) And that one I did like, I liked saying Maddie's patties. And then there were a lot of suggestions for saying like dad or daddy, like calling myself your guys' daddy. But a lot of people already do that. Obviously, there's caller daddy. And I like dad broad for my male listeners. I like calling my male listeners dad broads. So we're going to work on it. I'm going to sit down with it. I'm going to mull it over. We're going to land on an opening sentence uh, that's not boring. But next thing I wanted to talk about is that I'm recording this on December 1st, which means that everybody's Spotify wrapped came out this morning. And thank you doesn't even scratch the surface of how I'm feeling about it because so many of you had the bad broadcast in your top five. For a lot of you, it was your number one most listened to podcast of the year. So many of you just like thousands of minutes and dozens of episodes and you guys I know it sounds disingenuous when somebody's talking to a, to an audience and they're like thanking them for for what they're doing, but with a podcast, I actually cannot do this without you guys. This isn't something that I just do on my own. Like podcasts rely so heavily on each individual listen 
And so when I say thank you from the very deepest depths of my cold, dead heart, I mean it because you guys turned this into what it is. You guys took something that was like a hobby slash test run slash kind of joke thing that I did in the middle of COVID quarantine and you turned it into my career. Like you, like I can't even, I can't even talk about it or I will tear up. So don't make me keep talking about it. Just take the thank you and go. (laughs) But okay. So this week we are doing an episode of on the line. One of my favorite topics that we do because you guys get to call in and leave me voicemails and then I get to respond. And this week we're doing things that you just want to rage about or things you're just absolutely not grateful for because we just came out of Thanksgiving. So we spent like a lot of time being grateful. Like we were cheerful for a lot of days in a row. It's time to cleanse out that goodness and get some bad vibes going, some bad broad vibes going. So we have a bunch of voicemails. There's some really, really good ones. I always wish you guys could see my live reaction. But then every time I go to film it, I'm like, how posed does this feel? Like, I I don't like when people obviously are reacting for the camera. So I haven't ever recorded my reactions, but just know that I giggle to myself for hours and hours, even about the, especially about the ones that I don't or can't use. So thank you to everybody who called in. I'm really excited for you guys to hear them. And since you guys are telling me things you hate, I think there might be a love or two in in the voicemails today. Can't remember. Uh, But I'm going to give you my love hates because I have some for the week. And here we go. So my first love. I know that this may initially seem boring, okay? But woman to woman, I just feel like you need to know this information. So I bought, that sounded like it was going to be like a vagina thing, but it's not. It's, it's It's a jewelry thing. So I guess it's not really only for women. But anyway, I bought some Measury, Measury, M-E-J-U-R-I. You know, everybody's seen this brand everywhere. I bought some of those earrings because my piercing holes get infected just at the mere sight of an earring. But just every piercing I've ever gotten, I've probably pierced total, let's see, total, I've probably pierced a hole in my ear. Like, I would say, hey, Matt, are you right there? Come here. How many times would you say that I have uh, pierced my ears? Like put a new piercing in my ear. <laughs> put, put a number on it. How many times do you think? 20. Matt says 20. Yeah. And how many times have you had to pull them out with pliers? Well, really only once. But I think twice. twice. I think you did it twice. I was like, you gotta pull this earring out. I think it was the same set of earrings. Yeah, it probably was. Oh no. Anyway, wait, will you shut that door? So there's my verification that I have pierced my ears way too many times and they get infected literally every single time. So I just I splurged. I bought these nice earrings from Measury. They're pure gold, and they are the only earrings I have ever worn that are not hurting my ears. I've slept in them. I've showered in them. I've had them in for like a week now and I have never been able to do that. Not, not a joke. So if you are like me and you have sensitive ears and you also have woken your husband up in the middle of the night to rip a new piercing out with pliers, uh, maybe give them a shot, maybe give them a shot, but they are, they're expensive. I'm not going to lie to you. They're not a sponsor, but like if they wanted to send me something, I would not be mad because 
uh, had to take out a small loan to be able to afford them. All right. The next thing I love lately, this has actually already been on my love list before, but it feels more genuine now. Succession. So I had watched the first two episodes on my own and then just, I don't know, forgot about it, stopped watching, started watching Harry Potter again, I guess. And so this last week I was like, we should, we should start that again. So I caught Matt up and we started watching it and we are both obsessed. It is so sexy. Not in like a, not in a sexually explicit way. I mean, there are sexually explicit scenes, but there's something about the writing and the characters and the way it's shot. It's just so sexy and it's funny. It's funny. It's drama. It's family. It's Wall Street. All the, all the things that I love most. (laughs) But I would say it's like, this is how I was describing it to somebody. It's like if the big short and Game of Thrones and the Righteous Gemstones became one show. The Righteous Gemstones is also another really good show if you haven't watched it. It's on HBO. Um, but yeah, it's the characters in Succession are unlike any other TV characters I've ever come across. So I am obsessed. We're in the middle of season two right now, and I bet we finish season three by the end of the week. There's only three seasons too. So it's like a good amount of episodes, but not too much that you'll never catch up. Like, how about when people are like, yeah, I'm starting Grey's Anatomy. It's like, hey, good luck finishing before you retire because there's, I think, 20 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Okay, moving along. The next thing that I love, you know what I love, you guys? I love Uggs. I have always loved Uggs. And you know how everybody loves Taylor Swift right now? You know, it's like, now we all know that it's not cool to hate Taylor Swift. We're all back on board. But a lot of us, myself included, I'm not proud of it, but we went through a phase where we didn't like her. I feel this way about Uggs. I feel like everybody went through a phase where they didn't like Uggs. And now they're back in style. Kendall Jenner wears them, Hailey Bieber, all of the fashionistas are wearing them. And people are so excited that they're coming back. Well, where were you in 2012? Where were you when the knee-high Uggs went out of style, but you were still wearing them? I'll tell you what I was doing. I was wearing my Uggs. I was wearing them with pride. I never, ever, ever went through a phase where I didn't love my Uggs. And I'm going to hold that over all of your heads until the day I die because I knew, I knew they were coming back and I was right. So I love my Uggs. I found some at Nordstrom Rack and I'm really excited about them. Okay. So there's my loves, earring successions, Uggs. Yep. That basically sums up my week. Let's get into the hates. You guys know how much I love. I love to hate. Live to hate, love to hate. Okay, so the first thing that I hated this week, uh, emails on Black Friday. There was a company. I won't throw them under the bus. I actually don't even think I own anything from them, and they're certainly not a sponsor, and I don't even know why I'm on their subscription list. I got 11 emails on Black Friday from them. 11. They emailed me 11 times. You know how last week we were talking about how when my exes would like block me, we would email or something. I wouldn't email 11 times at my most crazy, at my most unhinged. I would not email someone 11 times. And keep in mind, that's one company. Most companies email like at least three times on Black Friday. So if you're a part of any subscription lists, if you've ordered from anywhere online, you can bet you're going to get minimum 75 emails on Black Friday. I hate emails. Emails are are definitely the most daunting notification. I hate it. I hate it every single time. I hated my day on Black Friday. Uh, the next thing I hate is a zit that I have directly under my nose. Directly. It's in between my upper lip and my nose. Not to be dramatic, but I would rather receive 
a medical-grade enema in front of an audience than have this zit. It is the most painful thing I have ever encountered. Okay, the last thing that I hated this week. This one deserves kind of an an explanation because whatever. I'm just going to explain it and I feel like you guys will agree with me. So I hate when you're like going through something, you know, you're like going through a hard time or you're just super busy. Maybe you have an upcoming project that you're stressed about and the people around you like know about it. Like your friends know that you're going through something or you're working on something. And then when you don't want to do something, like when you don't want to go hang out or maybe you don't respond to like the group messages, they make you explain yourself. I hate that. I hate when I'm going through something and then I have to explain to people why I'm feeling sad. Like if I'm going through a depressive episode and I don't respond to a text or I don't want to go to a dinner or something. And then somebody's like, but why? Why don't you want to go? And you're like, do I, why do I have to explain it? Like, why do I have to sit here and explain myself? It's a feeling. I feel bad. I don't want to do it period. I hate having, I just, I hate that. I hate when people make you explain yourselves. I feel like when your friends are going through a hard time, the number one thing you can do for them is to not make them explain themselves. Don't make them explain why they don't want to hang out or why they sit in their room or why they're eating only peeps for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like just let them live. You can be a present friend and a good friend and be there for them without making them explain to you why they're sad or why they're stressed. Just just let people feel. Just let people feel things. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that made sense. I'm pretty sure you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Raycon. All right, so by now you've probably seen about a bajillion gift guides for the holiday season. Gifts for moms, gifts for guys, gifts for neighbors, for your cousin, for your cousin's dog. You could study those gift guides all day long and you could shop at a million different places or you could start your shopping at Raycon and get a gift everyone will use, the Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycons give you amazing audio quality wherever you go, whether you use them to pump up, wind down, to work, to work out, they'd be useful for anyone on your list and even better for you because they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. With their latest model, you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. Raycons are also available in five stylish colors, so you can pick a perfect one for everyone on your list. And with free shipping and returns, gifting is easier than ever. So the holidays are coming up faster than you think. And now is the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last minute shopping scramble, especially because right now my listeners will get 15% off site-wide with code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash broad. So go to buyraycon, that's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash broad and use the code HOLIDAY to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash broad, code HOLIDAY. In a study by Esquire, 54% of women said they'd rather be hit by a car than considered fat. 
I'm being honest, I've been those women. So for me, this isn't just a podcast, it's personal. I'm Danielle Robay, TV host and journalist, and years of celebrity interviewing taught me that beauty isn't about what you look like, it's about who you become. Each week, I'm having thought-provoking conversations, digging into the stories of people who put a new spin on pretty. From entrepreneurs and authors to politicians and celebrities, no topic is off limits. So join me every Thursday for a new episode to feel pretty inspired, pretty seen, and best of all, pretty smart. Uh, so there's my love hates. Of course, top of my list of loves is you guys and your voicemails. So let's just, let's begin. Let's get into our very first voicemail. Hey, Maddie, it's me. I feel like I can't really tell you my name because I'm about to be really cranky and I don't want anybody to feel singled out in my life. But I have a list of things that I'm feeling not thankful for. Number one, I hate that I have so many friends that have become like these political psychopaths during this weird split in our country. I'm just very annoyed that people think they know what they're talking about when they very clearly don't, and they just are letting it rule, rule their lives. It's just very, very obnoxious. I also really hate, Maddie, when dogs or cats are not friendly. Like, I just want them all to be super friendly. I want to be able to pet them. I want to be able to snuggle them. But I hate when I can't do that. Um, I also really, really hate single-ply toilet paper. Not grateful for that. I'm really grateful that my mom doesn't have... Wait, did I say I'm grateful? I'm not grateful that my mom doesn't have any baby pictures of me because I was a third child, and by that point, she was just busy taking care of us. And my brothers and sisters have these adorable baby pictures of themselves, and I don't have any. Um, I could think of more things, but I'm pretty sure I'm getting close to the two-minute time limit. So I can tell you I am grateful for you. So super glad to be here. Super glad you exist. And thanks for letting us vent about our stupid shit. Okay, starting off basically just as strong as possible with this voicemail. One of my favorites from the from the ones I got this week. And I have some thoughts about everything that she named. First up, political psychopaths. What a weird facet of life that I did not see coming. But I don't know anyone, truly, I don't know one person who hasn't had politics affect their friendships or their families in the last two years. And it is just, it's quite alarming how many people have so much expertise or um, let's see, think they have so much expertise in topics that basically nobody understands at all. I am not innocent in this. I do not want to say that I have never claimed to know more than I do. I absolutely have. In the middle of the election last year, I took that DC internship and I I waved it around like I had any clue what was going on. I absolutely didn't. And I have learned since then. I have I have learned a lot. <laughs> I've learned a lot about just keeping your mouth shut when you don't understand something completely. And people are are not figuring that out yet. And I can't blame them because I've been in their shoes before. I've just I've never seen so many people be so confidently wrong than I have in the last two years. It's uh it's really quite shocking. Really quite shocking. The next thing, pets who are not friendly. I agree with you. Scary dogs, scary dogs, like uh, I would say scary cats, but basically all cats hate you for like a period of time. But dogs who are like growly and scary and bite you do not like that. 
you know what else I don't really love? I don't love like buff dogs, like dogs that don't have fur. They just kind of are muscly and and they just kind of have skin. I feel like they're going to, you know, fight me in a kangaroo manner. You know what I mean? All right. The next thing is a single ply toilet paper. Sick. Do you guys want to know something? I had a podcast that I listened to like religiously. And then one of the hosts said that she likes single ply toilet paper. And I was honestly like, do I continue? Do I continue supporting this criminal behavior? And the last thing she said was that her mom doesn't have any baby pictures of her. That's rude. That is rude. It's rude. My husband's the same way. I've never seen a baby picture of Matt. (laughs) The only picture, the youngest I've ever seen Matt is like eight. (laughs) Like not even any toddler photos. I don't have any pictures of him as a baby. So I feel you. I feel you. And I'm also upset about it. Okay, let's get on to our next voicemail. You guys are coming in spicy today and I love it. Hi, Maddie. So this is what I'm annoyed with. I am so tired of people asking me if I'm pregnant and yeah, just if I'm pregnant or, oh, are you pregnant? You know, that little, it just, it drives me nuts. My parents are the absolute worst about it. I can literally say, oh, I'm really tired today. And they'll be like, oh, is there a baby inside of you? Like, I'm just, it's exhausting, especially because they know my plan. I want to graduate, which is soon, but I still want to graduate. I want to get started in my career. I want to have good insurance before this even becomes a real thing. And it's just frustrating that I feel like nobody listens or cares about what I say because they know I love babies. So they just, I don't know, maybe that's their excuse. I'm just over it and I'm tired of people assuming, like I've literally had people assume I was pregnant because either I had gained weight or in a certain picture, just the angle looked weird. Like I, my grandpa once called my parents like, why didn't you guys tell us she's pregnant? Like, um, dude, I'm totally not. And I wasn't. And that was a huge, huge stab to my ego. But, you know, it is what it is. So now that I've gained a little bit of weight recently and I'm trying to be confident in myself, I'm also scared to see people in person or post pictures because I don't want people assuming because it hurts to be asked constantly. Are you pregnant? Like, it's none of your business. Please get out of my uterus. But anyways, thank you for being you. Thank you for honestly giving me the courage to stand up for myself more and be more assertive. I think you're awesome. And you help me get out of bed on Mondays, especially when it's a really, you know, one of those down days. It just gets me going. And I appreciate you. You're awesome, Maddie Murphy. You cannot tell me that this person who sent in this voicemail doesn't have the most comforting vibes. I feel like she just, I feel safe. I felt safe when I heard her voice. I feel like she would take care of me. I feel like she would snuggle me and feed me soup. I just, I love you. And I have thoughts about all of these things because I, it, it's too real. I relate too much to this because I am 28. Matt and I have been married for five years and we are not having kids anytime soon. I'm not pregnant. We're not trying to get pregnant. We do want kids at some point, but also we're both at the very beginning of our careers. And as Kate Kennedy would say, it's really frustrating that in the beginning slash prime of my career, I'm supposed to just give this all up. And I know that you can do both. I know that you can have kids and have a career for what I want to do. I just want to wait to have kids. And that is totally fine. On top of that, some people don't want to have kids. 
I know, I know that this is a new concept for people. Some people don't want kids and it's totally fine. Like it doesn't affect your life at all, truly at all, if somebody else decides not to have kids. Another reason why you should never, ever ask somebody if they're, you know, I mean, like somebody you don't know, obviously this is not a blanket statement for like your best friends, but why you should never pressure people into getting pregnant or having kids or anything like that unless they've confided in you. What if they can't get pregnant? What if they're having a hard time? What if they've miscarried? What if they're going through fertility treatments? You have no clue. It is truly, it's truly just the most personal, unnecessary thing that you can ask somebody. Like, stop asking. There are so many reasons why somebody could not be pregnant at the present moment. Another thing she brought up was insurance. I was just told like three years ago how much it would cost me to have a baby. Pardon me. Pardon me. So I would have to go into, not only is it going to cost us money, we would probably have to go into debt to be able to have a baby right now. Like in a very serious way, it would be a huge financial commitment for us to get pregnant and have a kid right now. And like one we are not equipped for. I'm also 100% planning to live in Canada or somewhere with socialized healthcare so that I don't have to pay to have a kid because whatever, we don't need to get into that. But I just, there, there are just so many reasons. There are, there are so many reasons to not ask somebody and there are really no reasons to ask somebody. So just shut the hell up. Shut up. You don't need to know if somebody's going to have a kid in the next two years. You don't need to know if somebody's pregnant. And let's talk about the weight gain thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about it because you guys, okay, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to unwrap. We're going to unwrap the feelings right now because I've been having a real hard body time, real hard body time lately. And I don't mean it in like a funny way or in a way that's not serious because it's really hard. I have a hard time getting dressed. I have a hard time like even doing my hair because I'm looking in the mirror and I don't like doing that right now. It's just one of those downtimes. And the main reason why I'm even saying this is because I think that we as women don't understand that other women go through this in the same way that we do. I always convince myself, like when I'm looking at my body and I'm hating it or whatever, I always convince myself that I am the only person who feels this way about their body. I am the only person who has a body like this, who thinks this way about it, who feels this way, who, you know, goes on vacation and obsesses about their body and what they look like in pictures and it is something I am working on. Absolutely. I think we all are, but I don't have any answers. The only thing I have is to tell you that you're not alone. I literally will look at pictures of myself when I was 14 or 15 and be upset that I don't have the same body that I had then. When I was 14 or 15 years old, that was almost 15 years ago. It would be alarming if I had the exact same body that I had at 15. And if you are in that boat, I feel you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But the bottom line is that you do look great. You're not fat and it's okay. Something that I said in that really early body episode that I did with my best friend, Kylie, uh, we talked about how the little extra weight that you carry around is all the things that you love to do. I love to go to dinner with my friends. I love to go get treats. I love to have movie nights, all of those things. And in your late twenties, they're going to make you gain a little bit of weight. So I think what we're going to do is go easier on ourselves. Okay. And then 
we're going to go easier on each other. We're not going to ask each other if we're get planning to get pregnant or anything about gaining weight or losing weight or anything like that. We're just going to call each other hot, sexy, beautiful, amazing, stunning, wonderful women. That's what we're going to do. And I'm really sorry that you're going through that. And I feel you hard. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Native. We are in the most deliciously scented season of the year. I love I love every smell that's around me basically at all times. And thanks to Native's new seasonal scents, my favorites are with me wherever I go. And yes, I'm talking about their deodorant. Native deodorant is formulated with ingredients you've actually heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. Native deodorant never uses aluminum, parabens, or sulfates, but it does keep you smelling amazing all day long. They have classics and rotating seasonals, and Native truly has a scent for everyone, including their new holiday-inspired collection, which has candy cane, sugar cookie, and fresh mistletoe. I actually bought the fresh mistletoe before I even knew that I would be partnering with Native, and it smells delicious. You smell like the most delicious holiday forest you could ever imagine. Native is not just good for you. It's also good for the planet. They have deodorant made of 100% paperboard packaging. They are vegan and never tested on animals. I'm also not alone in loving Native because they have over 15,000 five-star reviews. So I know you're going to love them. So keep the sense of the season with you with Native's limited time holiday scented deodorants. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use the code BAD to get 20% off of your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com, code BAD, for 20% off. nativedeodorant.com, code BAD. Let's get on to the next one. Okay, first of all, I am thrilled that I just got to listen to what it would be like if I were your actual bestie and got to call your cell phone and leave you voicemails. Second... My name is Chelsea, and I just need to rage. That's what I need to rage about. I Or what I need to do is rage. And what I need to rage about is that it is the time, the holiday time, when we see family all the time. And I love my family. And I love my husband's family. I got really lucky with that. I really love our family. However, I cannot talk to and see them every single day. I cannot. It is winter time. It is time to hibernate. It is not time to be talking on the phone, to be seeing each other every day. It is time for me to watch TV in the dark every day with my dog. That's it. That's all I need to do. That's, that's it. So people just need to stop calling me. And that's what I needed to rage about. And I just, I do see the irony in the fact that I called you to rage about the fact that people have to stop calling me. Okay, thanks. Welcome back. All right. So in my humble opinion, here is the hardest thing about the holidays. It's the greatest time to be with family, and it's also the greatest time to be alone. Cold winter afternoons with a bread bowl in hand and Kate Winslet on my screen. Yes, please. So here's how we're going to remedy this, what you're going through. You're going to delegate, or not delegate, designate the exact times that you're not available. You're going to text that group message and be like, hey, guys, super busy today. If I don't answer, don't worry. 
And then you're going to do not disturb that group message and lay in bed all day. How grateful are we really for the ability to mute messages and to leave group messages? That is a Christmas miracle from old Saint Steve Jobs, if I've ever heard it. So, you know, ultimately you have to secure your own oxygen mask before you help anyone else. You have to take care of yourself before you can be of any use to anyone around you. I didn't believe this for a long time because it seemed very backwards. Like to help others, I start doing more for myself, but you'll be shocked how much more you can give to other people when you aren't drained and miserable. So you're going to have a better time at the holidays if you make sure to schedule date nights with yourself. I now have the problem where I schedule too many things with myself. I overbook myself. And then I forget the other half of the deal, which is to also attend things with loved ones. You know, it's a real bummer when you grow up and you realize the Christmas movie character you relate with the most is uh, the Grinch. Like my schedule is booked solid with solo activities and I too give up on social interactions the minute I have to choose an outfit. So I'm sorry, take care of yourself. We're going to get through this together. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Oh, also, I should give a slight warning that she definitely has laryngitis in this next voicemail. So don't be alarmed. Hey, Maddie, I got sick the week of Thanksgiving and have completely lost my voice. My four-month-old also got sick and I think it should be illegal for small babies to get sick especially at the same time as their parents. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really raging about that. And um, she threw up on me earlier today. And my husband couldn't hear me calling for help um, to get a burp rag and stuff. So really not loving this. This voicemail kind of scared me at first because I think I might have some PTSD from the sixth grade D.A.R.E. program. And remember when they showed us all those videos of like people would smoke their whole lives and they sound all scary. Uh, That's kind of what it reminded me of. So thanks for that. But on a more serious note, I got like four or five voicemails that were this almost word for word. You guys are sick at the same time as your babies. And I agree with you that it should be a law of the universe that moms can't get sick at the same time as their kids. It should be Newton's fourth law. But since we can't do that, let me offer another law of the universe that I just made up right now. Only MILFs get sick at the same time as their kids. That's it. Uh, And that's fact because I said it. I said it officially into this microphone. So it's law now. So congrats on being a MILF, I guess. But I am sorry that your kids are sick. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is supported by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I don't need to remind you guys how much I love to eat. I love to go to dinner. I love to cook at home. And Green Chef makes cooking at home so much easier so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Who doesn't want to spend more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals? That's the only thing I want to do ever. Green Chef saves you time by taking care of meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week so you don't have to. Probably my favorite thing about the Green Chef meal kits are the pre-portioned like spices and sauces. So then if you only need a little bit of something, you don't have to go to the store and buy a huge bottle of it that you're never going to use again. So not only is it convenient, it's just so much less wasteful. You can enjoy your greens while being green. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box 
and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Green Chef's pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. I also love it because Matt and I eat totally different diets. Matt's mostly vegan and I am not. So we can select certain meals that either both of us can eat or we'll just do the vegan ones for him. It's perfect because grocery shopping for both of us together is a nightmare. So you can go to greenchef.com slash bad 10 and use the code bad 10 to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com slash bad 10. That's B-A-D-1-0 and use the code bad 10 to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. All right, let's give this next voicemail a little, a little listen. Okay. Hi, my name's Molly and I just have a event, a hot take, I don't know, whatever, a complaint essentially, or just like an awkward moment in life. Anyways, how awkward is it that we now have to communicate in public with people with masks on and hear me out. I'm all for masks and I follow the regulations. I keep it over my friggin' nose. It's out of my chin. Like, I, I'm, I understand. I get it. I'm not against them. I'm talking about the awkwardness of, like, talking to a barista or someone at the grocery store, and we both have masks on, and then we have a plexiglass between us, and I already can't hear shit so I often rely on people's mouths to um, well hear anything and try to just make up words to go along with their mouths. Can't do that anymore. So I just, I literally just blank there. I don't even have responses anymore once I hear that other person making a noise. I often get the wrong coffees. I got the wrong donut given to me yesterday because I can't hear anything. And I can't see their lips moving. So <laughs> that's fun. Maybe we should just all have like little notes. We can just send each other notes across the across the counter. Let me know what you think. Okay. Love you. Bye. All right. First, we're going to start off by saying that I'm not about to do a big this side versus the other rant about masks. Okay. That's not even what she's complaining about. She's just calling to say that it's annoying to talk through masks, which is, sorry, just a fact. Remember those political psychopaths we talked about earlier? How crazy is it that one of the top reasons that it happened is because of surgical masks. Uh, Weird. So yeah, anyway, I do wear a mask most places. I'm also vaccinated, but the mask doesn't really bug me when it's on. So I wear it. All that to say, I'm not some mask nerd who's obsessed and absolutely in love with wearing a mask. Would I rather not wear a mask? Freaking obviously. Do I choose to wear a mask? Yes. Do I wish no diseases existed? Yes, but they do. So I wear a mask. But talking through a mask to someone is one of the most unpleasant experiences. I swear on my life, swear on my life, Matt and I had to promise each other that we would not try to have conversations in public if we were in masks because a few things happen every time. I can't hear him, so it makes me mad. I can't see his facial expressions, so I think he's mad and that makes me mad. Or he can't hear me when I talk and that makes me mad. So there's really only one outcome whenever we talk when we have masks on. And it's that I'm mad. So we don't even try anymore. And if nothing else, I hope that me talking about this hopes to spell the thought that people are either obsessed with wearing masks or they want to like burn them at the stake. 
like anti-maskers are always like, you guys just love your precious masks. It's like, I hate masks. I hate wearing them. I choose to wear one because I don't really hate science that much. Whatever. Oh, we don't, we don't need to go any further than that. Those are my thoughts. Let's get into the next voicemail. Hi, Maddie. Uh, my name is McKay. My wife and I love your podcast. She, she told me that you were taking voicemails on Rage and timing couldn't have been better because my wife was watching Never Been Kissed and I'd never seen it before. I had a lot of feelings about it. It was probably the most creepy rom-com I've ever seen. There was just so much that I just absolutely hated. All of the characters were just awful. Drew Barrymore is just, she's a nerd that goes to high school even though she's 25 years old and her teacher, one of her teachers ends up being incredibly inappropriate hits on her and admits that he shouldn't say things because he's her teacher, but he goes on a Ferris wheel ride with her dances with her at the prom. And then when she comes clean and says, actually I'm 25, I'm not 16. Then he's like, Oh, you lied to me. Like, and she apologizes to him. And then her older brother also goes back to high school willingly, even though he's 20 something and he hits on a girl, wears the risky business outfit, which is basically just underwear to prom with children and his dates drunk and trying to have sex with him. And then he gets a job at the high school. Like this movie just absolutely sent me into a tailspin. It was so terrible, and I knew you being the 90s rom-com fan you are would be able to maybe talk me off the ledge or talk me down, but I hated it. So I just needed to vent that to you. Thank you. Love the podcast. You're great. Thanks. Bye. So a couple things crossed my mind when I first heard this voicemail. The first thing is that I was startled when I heard the voice because this is like only the second time ever that a guy has called in, that a dad broad has called in. And the second thing is that I was almost in tears from laughing so hard because like, hey, you sound like the most concerned dad on the block. Like you took this movie personally and the criticism, totally valid. I hate when men critique chick flicks and they're like, Elle Woods would never have gotten a 179 on the Elsa. Like I barely got a 165. Like just say Elle Woods is smarter than you and move on. But no, McKay came at us with some real concerns. And I hadn't seen Never Been Kissed in like 10 years. No, probably more. And the only reason I watched it in the first place is because I love Josie and the Pussycats. And I knew that they referenced her in the movie. So I refreshed my memory a little bit for you, McKay. And I watched a bunch of scenes on YouTube. And I have one question for everybody. Who greenlit this movie? And don't come at me and say, well, it was the 90s because I'm pretty sure it was still illegal for a teacher to date a student in the 90s. The age of consent has been 18 for like 100 years. So I don't think the 90s have an excuse. I'm pretty sure the reason they chose this topic, I'm not defending it. But I'm saying the reason they chose this plot line is because I'm pretty sure every single high school girl had a crush on a teacher. Like, did I ask a teacher for a letter of recommendation just to see what he thought of me? I did. He thinks I'm very smart, by the way, but tragically, he did not confess his undying love to me in a letter of recommendation that I wasn't even supposed to open. But whatever, I get the angle, kind of. 
Doesn't make it any better. The only worst plot line I've come across in a chick flick is something borrowed. McKay, I'm going to need you to watch something borrowed and get back to me ASAP. It's not creepy, but it does have the worst message of all time. So let me know what you think. And let's get into our next voicemail. Hi, Maddie. It's Meg. So this is for all my fellow concert goer people. There is nothing that bugs me more than an uninterested concert attendee. You know what I'm saying? I just recently went to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert with my entire family. We are diehard Trans-Siberian Orchestra fans, okay? We have been going, I've been going for the better part of a decade now. Um, It's rock and roll Christmas music. If anybody doesn't know what it is, look it up. But there's like fire and guitars and laser shows and smoke and like fireworks. It's freaking crazy. The couple next to me the entire show, they did not clap one time, right? They're sitting back in their seats. Arms are folded, if you can believe it. Not clapping like even the people on stage would, like, try to get the whole audience to, like, clap on beat to, like, one of the songs, right? And, like, they didn't do a single thing. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a woo girl. I am come from a family of woo people. We are, like, over-eager, over-excited concert attendees. So we're screaming and clapping and like actually having a good time because we paid to be there. Like we paid a lot of money to enjoy this concert. And the guy next to me kept like looking over at me like I was the problem because I was screaming and I was like cheering and I was having a good time. He scooted as far away from me as he could. His body was completely turned away from me to his like girlfriend or whoever. And I just was so and he like looked at me the whole time like I was the problem. I'm like, are you kidding me? You are the problem, sir. I pay to be here. I'm at a concert. I'm here to have fun. Like, I'm not here to, like, I'm not at my grandma's funeral, like, sitting back just, like, listening. Anyway, this was so annoying, and I hated it. But anyway, I love you, and I can't wait to hear all the things that everybody else is not grateful for, too, because I've been dying to hear an ungrateful episode, because we all hate that. Love you, bestie. Bye. The real wild card of this voicemail is that the concert was a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert. I... Truly did not see that coming. But yes, uninterested concert attendees, they fall under my least favorite umbrella. And that is people who are too cool for stuff. Like people who are just too advanced to like anything. People who take themselves so seriously that they cannot be excited about anything. And hey, I get it. We've all been there. Do you remember ages like 14 to 17? Want to know what I did then? All of my friends liked the movie Aquamarine and I decided that I was too cool and I was going to make them feel bad for liking the movie Aquamarine while secretly it was my favorite movie, still is. So I'm not saying everything you like you have to be completely and wildly obsessed with. It's just, it's kind of like if you don't love something or don't want to do it, fine. But don't make other people feel bad for liking it. So it's not only that he didn't want to clap or cheer. I mean, he should have done that because there's performers and you should, you should cheer for them. But it's that he's mad at other people for being excited to be at a rock concert. Like if you're not the type to turn up, maybe a rock concert isn't for you. Maybe you're more of an HGTV at home kind of guy, but it sounds like he needs to look inward. It sounds like a real, a real personal problem. Uh, However, Meg, I'm going to be really honest with you here that if we are at a quiet event, like a movie or a play, and I hear an unprovoked woo, we will be meeting in a back alley at midnight. Any loud event, I'm right there with you though. Any loud event. But the people who are cheering and wooing in quiet events need to reevaluate a few things. 
if you, like me, are a fan of romantic movies and you love films with beautiful cinematography, then you're going to love Redeeming Love in theaters January 2022. Based on the international best-selling novel by Francine Rivers, the movie takes place during the California gold rush of 1850 and follows the life of Angel, who is the most notoriously sought-after woman in the Sierra Nevada foothills town of Paradise. Right as she was about to give up on finding freedom, Angel meets Michael and encounters a love that's unlike anything she's ever experienced. But shame of her past causes Angel to run away from the very thing she's always wanted. As Michael sets out to find her, Angel discovers there is no brokenness that love can't heal. Redeeming Love featuring Abigail Cohen, Tom Lewis, Nina Dobrev, Eric Dane, and Fomka Jansen is rated PG-13 and premieres January 21st in theaters nationwide. So bring a friend or even your significant other to see Redeeming Love. For more information or to find tickets to a theater near you, visit redeeminglovemovie.com. That's redeeminglovemovie.com. Okay, let's listen to our next one. Maddie, this is Amelia. I'm currently, it's currently 3.37 p.m. on Monday. I'm literally halfway listening to the podcast episode from today. So, like, um, anyway, uh, the passionate, well-devoted, excited. And you're telling a story about how you met a woman or you were sitting next to a woman named Paula on a plane who was talking to Jim. Maddie, those are my parents' names. So I immediately paused and did some research, and my mom was flying from L.A., where I'm from, to Salt Lake, where I live now, around that time. So anyway, I kind of it's kind of ironic because I was doing, like, the crazy ex-girlfriend, but to figure out if you sat next to my mom on a plane. Anyway, the fact that Jim said thanks, period, sounds extremely familiar. So I know there's other Paulas and Jims in the world, but I'm pretty sure you sat next to my par- my mom on that plane. Anyway, love you so much. Sorry that's super random and super tangenty. Um, but yep, I that's yeah, sometimes you turn out the crazy investigating skills, even unrelated to boys. So anyway, love you. Have a great day. Bye. If you were not sure if we're living in a simulation, I hope this confirms it for you. My jaw hit the floor. Amelia, you are not freaking out nearly enough at this situation. How weird is this? I don't even have a whole lot to say, except that that's just one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. I mean, I'm going to just hold it in my heart and believe that it was Amelia's mom. Maybe it wasn't. But the fact that somebody who listens to the podcast has parents with their exact names, that's weird, right? I just, I had to include this because that's too weird. That's just, that's just too weird. Also, sorry to Jim because I said that Paula needed to find somebody who treats her better than someone who says thanks, period. But, you know, I shouldn't have judged. I shouldn't have prejudged. This is a lesson learned. Okay, let's listen to our last voicemail of the day. Hi, Maddie. This is Hannah living in Tennessee. Um, some of the things that I just wanted to chat with you about are one, daylight savings time and how it gets dark at 4.30 p.m. That is, that's ridiculous. Um, also how hard it is to find jeans when you're above like a size or 10 or 12. Um, and comments made to people who are still single when they're above 25 about, Hey, have you found a dating app? Have you tried this? Yes, of course we have. But most importantly today, um, I was walking through the grocery store and people were just like taking up the whole aisle. 
we got to have some some courtesy when it comes to walking in the grocery store. Anyways, um, love you, love the podcast, and um, I will listen to you later. Bye. All right. Hannah from Tennessee finishing us off with a really, really solid list of things to hate. Uh, the first thing that she mentioned is daylight savings and the fact that it gets dark at 4.30 p.m. So you guys, you guys know me. I'm a cave woman, a cave, a cave dweller. I like winter. I like the dark. I like cold. I'm into it. I like to be at home and cozy and all of that. I don't like being cold. I just, I like when it's cold outside and I'm warm inside. But there has been something going on this winter, this round of daylight savings. I feel like it's getting dark really at like 1 p.m. There's so little sunshine in my life, (laughs) way less than optimal. My doctor is worried about me, but I'm doubled up on vitamin D. I actually really did get my vitamin D tested like a few months ago. And my doctor prescribed me like 10,000 times the dose of a normal person. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But he did prescribe me 10,000 IUIs, IUDs. I use. I think they're I use. Uh, he did prescribe me 10,000 and most people are on like two or 3,000. Uh, that's how little sun sunshine I get all the time. So especially this winter, um, I'm not feeling great. Not feeling great. I don't think any of us are. But, you know, spring is not around the corner, but it's around it's around a corner. It's around a corner. It's just not ours. It's not the one that we're on right now. But in a few blocks, spring will be around the corner and we're going to make it. Uh, jeans over the size of a 10 or a 12. Yep. Can't, can't help you there. The only ones I've liked are those Abercrombie ones. And even those are, are not optimal, but you know, we're basically in hibernation for the next however long. So just don't worry about the jeans for now. It's going to be cold and dark. There's no reason for you to button a pant right now. And yes, I know what most of you are thinking because this is a dumb, dumb club submission that's submitted all the time is that we were all raised thinking that hibernation was when animals just sleep for six months straight. Turns out they don't do that. That's that's not what hibernation is. And a lot of us learned that this year. So I don't know if I've, I, it may have been in a Dum Dum Club check-in before, but if not, there you go. So we're not doing the gene thing anymore. Okay, guys. All right. Comments made to people who are 25 and older and not married yet. I think that we should start asking those questions to people who are under 25 and married. We should be like, are you okay? Is everything like, did you try the dating apps? Like you're married already? And this is coming from somebody who was married at barely 23. I wish somebody would have said, are you guys well? And we would have said, no, we're not. (laughs) It's working so far. But when we were 23, were we ready to do that? Mm, No. So the fact that you're over 25 and not married just means that you're going to be a smarter married person than people who get married young. Sorry, but that is true. And I got married young and I was not smart. Okay. Uh, the last thing she said is people taking up the whole grocery aisle. You, you must be shopping at Trader Joe's. You must be because they need air traffic control. Trader Joe's needs somebody to be directing the aisles. I think that they should go one way And then you should just like serpentine around the store because the two-way aisles at Trader Joe's are a death labyrinth. So that's where I'm going to end that. That's where I'm going to end that. Thank you to everybody who called in. 
I love these so much. I love that I feel like we're chatting because we don't ever get to do that in real life. So thank you to everybody who called in. Thank you again to everybody who listened all year and put me on their top Spotify. Feels weird, but I just, I just am grateful. And I love you guys so much. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, subscribe, rate, review, and be safe, be kind, be hot. I love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.